welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts. I'm Brittany Bowering. And I'm Penny Blackmore. Uh, if you like the show, please rate, review and subscribe. And yeah. And also refer us to a friend and also listen to the podcast and send us yeah. nice messages. If you just listened, that'd be great. We just really need listen. them right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Penny, how are you doing? Ah, uh, so um I woke up this morning and I looked outside and it didn't look very nice and I was like, today look like looks like a self-care day. So I got back in bed and I went back to sleep. Love it. <laughs> and I've realized that my self-care days these days are like sleep for as long as possible and then <laughs> Watch some nice Netflix. Yeah. Some nice yeah. movies. Yeah. Shows. Then like tidy your house maybe. But I will say, Britt, last night I made some chicken and I really outdid myself. It was so flipping good that I'm going to put the recipe in the show notes. It looked so good. I did get a picture sent to me, uh, which made me very, I was telling Penny that uh, she's really excited to cook dinner for Philip and I, for my boyfriend and I. And um, I told her that I'm a little nervous about him experiencing her cooking because he thinks that I'm a really good cook. But <laughs> I'll tell you, <ya>. Penny <laughs> Blackmore, she's got something going on. I'll Get tell you. Get the ya. hell out of here. Come on. It's absolutely true. <laughs> I mean, and not that, uh, but he, but he's this the kind of person. Like, not that I feel like uh, it's my cooking that is <laughs> keeping him with me, <laughs> but I do, I do. Uh, he's always he's um, he's not a cook himself, so he's always very mesmerized by anyone who can kind of like put a few things together and have it like taste really good without you know without a huge process behind it. And uh, so yeah, he's he's about to get his mind blown. I can't uh, wait to mesmerize again. your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I'm all right with it. I'll let it happen. It's well, fine. How are you, Brit? Yeah, I'm doing all right, actually. I'm doing a little bit better. You know, these past couple weeks have been, I mean, like much, much, much better in terms of mental health and feeling generally good. So right now I'm kind of wavering, like these past couple weeks, I'm wavering between like average and feeling good, you know? Um, so I haven't had too many like really down days, but in the beginning of the pandemic, it was real, real, uh, real tough and a uh, bit harsh. So I'm happy that I'm kind of, I feel like I'm over the, the hump, mm-hmm. at least for now. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I can see, I can see things changing and I can see, I've also just, I think probably just become a little more accustomed to how this life is. So I kind of have adjusted a little bit, like we talked about in an episode before, which is super important. I think is to just sort of embrace um, the new the new life. Um, but yeah, I'm doing. I started this uh, like last week. I started doing yoga in the morning, um, which I know people are going to be like, "Okay, Brit, like, congratulations, you know, obvious." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, well done, Brit. But what I'm saying is, I've been doing like lazy person yoga. So I do like the really because you know you're sitting at your desk or whatever, or you're just sitting a lot, I find, in this whole fucking situation. You're always sitting down or laying down or whatever. So I do like the really slow, like stretchy yoga. So it's like almost like a meditative yoga thing. And I'll tell you, and I only do it for like 20 minutes. It's not like Mm -hmm. a, I'm not doing like an hour of yoga every day, but I'll tell you, it's really turned it around for me. 
Yeah, I, I, even I'm know. having to do stretches and I normally don't do any exercise because I hate it. But um, <laughs> because like there's been so many, everything I'm doing now socially is a picnic, literally everything. Yes. I'm sitting on the yeah. ground 100,000% more than I ever have in my life and my old lady totally. hips just can't take it. So every morning I have to wake up and do a few little stretcheroonies to prepare for my hectic day of picnicking <laughs> and sitting on the ground. Um, hectic day of picnics. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know it's like the older you get, the more you're like, picnics used to be really easy and now I'm finding them really different. I'm like constantly having to change positions and like put my legs over there, put my knees over here. Yeah. Oh, it's a full debacle. Yeah. yeah. You and I, but, uh, Brittany and I had a few drinks in the park the other day and um, Brittany said, how are you? And I'm like, well, I've been pondering this question, how I am. Um, and I've been thinking about what I'm going to say to people. And I've decided that I'm going to say that I'm currently building the life that I want and that has ups and downs <laughs> it's sometimes fun it's sometimes quite terrifying um and but it's just interesting because at the moment everyone's like how are you and you're like yeah yeah, yeah. do you really want to know or is this just a quick uh cursory cursory exactly yeah yeah it's interesting that that you're getting that question a lot from kind of everybody you sort of run into it's like how are you mm. and everybody's just sort of bracing themselves for the answer yeah. but um yeah I think it's nice to to kind of decide maybe and like but I'm doing that kind of on a daily basis I'm like deciding how I'm doing you know I'm like mm. today how am I doing um but the only thing is like I don't want to you know I find people are really um people are used to me doing good. Like, mm. as in, I'm very rarely feeling, like... Um, glum. Feeling glum, yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm usually a happy person. So when... I, but, I, but I try to be honest when people ask how I'm doing. So I might be like, yeah, you know, this week's kind of shitty. And then everyone's like, <gasps> like, what's happened? You know, and I'm like, well, we're in a pandemic. That's what's happened. All right. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm trying to like be a little bit more honest about how I'm actually, you know, doing and feeling. I think it's important. That's great. It's good. It's good. Um, you know, can I tell you my one other piece of banter? Yes. Okay. So I've realized that, um, lots of people don't know how to say no, which is one thing. Like they don't know how to say no, uh, in terms of like turning someone down or saying no to a project or um, putting themselves first. But other people don't know how to say no in like a polite way. And um, <laughs> because I realized the other day, like I was listening to these people declining um, a, a dessert snack and they gave this really, basically this person offered them a dessert snack and these people kind of like, went on this sort of one or two minute tirade about how, no, they didn't want it because A and B and C and blah, blah, yeah. blah. And they went on and on. And so I just want to say people, just say no thanks. Okay. Like don't be, don't make yeah. a big song and dance about it. Just say no thanks. I don't actually care why you don't want the dessert snack, but I am yeah. annoyed now that you've given me a tw 20 minute lecture and totally, because then what's your response supposed to be to that? You're supposed to be like, oh, okay, yeah, uh, oh, okay, how, yeah. How you know, and it's like this weird. This to you, 
Yeah, exactly. You just feel like a bit like an idiot. I agree. I think that people are often so uncomfortable with saying no to things that they try to... Yeah, yeah, they try to pad it out and really try to go for it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm also one of these people that's really bad at uh, saying no. And I was talking to you about this the other day. Like, I'm really bad at like, you know, when you have like, so I had before I went and had uh, drinks with uh, Penny in a in a park on a picnic <laughs> blanket. I was at another picnic blanket group <laughs> gathering uh, at a safe back. distance <laughs> at a safe do. distance guys um, and uh, it was funny because I like I'd planned them with lots of time in between you know I was like I've got loads of time it's the whole day you know was meeting Pete Penny late in the afternoon so it was like I met them really early and then but I still struggled to like just be like Okay, I have to, you know, I have to go, um, you know, I have to go now, you know, whenever I have this like real problem with like ending the, I'm always like, it's really funny. I'm very rarely the one of the first people to leave a party or a gathering. I'm always like, I'm, I never linger. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not a lingerer. I won't stay overstay my welcome, but I definitely never want to be the first one to like leave a situation. So I really struggle with that, but I'm working on it, you know? Yeah, that's interesting because I was at, in the exact same, I mean, I, I tell you, I'm doing a picnic every day of the week at this point. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I was at a thing the other day and um, I just looked around and I'd wanted to go for a while and I was like, is it okay if I go home now? And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> yep. And I'm like, okay, bye. And they were like, oh, you're going right now? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because I like to leave. The minute I've said I'm leaving, I like to leave. <laughs> and a couple of my friends in Berlin are like, you are the quickest lever like you're just like out the door but I hate when you're like I might leave in a minute and then you're like sitting there sort of there's this pointless limbo and I'm like well I really just want to leave immediately so I'm gonna go yeah that's true like I mean to me that is when you do that like I've witnessed this when Penny's like can I go and then you're everyone's like of course I mean no one's holding you down to keep you staying here (laughs) and the penny's like all right I'm gonna leave and like I have to say it's a little awkward but it's only awkward because that's not like the social norm of how people operate you know what I mean in in like a group gathering but it doesn't mean that it's wrong I mean if it works for you then happy days you know I've often gotten a little too drunk and I need to take myself (laughs) straight to bed I've left Brit's house in such a flurry that I've like left the Christmas present that she's given me and so on. Yeah. I left right. my own yeah. boyfriend, you know, like yeah. I'm just walking out the door. So today in our episode, as you probably know, vis-a-vis the title, I don't know if I just used vis-a-vis the correct way. I don't I think, think might so. Have. <laughs> okay. Might have. I think you used it very creatively. Yeah, creatively, exactly. Um, Great intro. We're talking today about creativity. And we're kind of taking this term in a very sort of widespread, like, what is creativity? How do you, like, harness your creativity? What what does it even mean to be a creative person? Like, that whole, we're just going to kind of unleash on creativity. And hopefully when you, uh, you know, leave this episode, um, you'll feel a little bit more creative, a little bit more excited, motivated about 
creativity in general. Yeah. Um, because as as I will it, maybe just start it with this. Um, you know how people always say, um, oh, I'm not the creative type or that person's super creative. I'm just not that creative. Um, it's actually been proven that you uh, learn to be creative. Yeah. And it's not actually something that is like ingrained in your, I think it's like 20, they, they have some random number, like 20% of your creativity might be coming from your genes. But actually most of it is like, you're figuring that shit out on your own, you know? Yeah. yeah. I definitely think it's a muscle that you flex and you, not flex, but um, build up. You go to the build. gym, you yeah. lift some weights and you get more you, creative. You're building that creativity uh, bicep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a, I know that I do this a lot and I don't know if people like it or not, but I just feel like it's a nice way Are you going to quiz me again? Thing. I'm going <laughs> to, actually, shoot, I don't have a quiz oh, for you okay. today. I had a feeling Damn you it. were going to quiz me. I was like, prepare. No, I was going to read a, a, a like a short kind of definition of creativity oh. because I just feel like sometimes we're like, well, what does that even flipping mean? And when I read this, I was like, oh my God, yes, that's what creativity is, it, you right. know? Um, so this is coming from the this guy named James Clear, who's the author of Atomic Habits, and we're going to talk a little bit more about him later. But he says that creativity is um, the act of making new connections between old ideas or recognizing relationships between concepts. Creative thinking is not about generating something new from a blank slate, but rather about taking what is already present and combining those bits and pieces in a way that has not been done previously. How do you feel? Love that. Love it. Yeah. I think a lot of, um, I think a lot of people get creativity confused with just having an imagination and being able to come yes. up with bullshit. Like, uh, yes. But actually, like, some creativity is, some of the best creativity is often, like, within the confines of pretty strict um, criteria. Um, yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that criteria and having those kind of boundaries set actually, for me, allows me to be, I think, more creative. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So we're happy with the definition. I like that one because I think that people often think that being creative is just like coming up with new ideas out of nothing. And it's just not mm. like the best ideas are built on ideas that are things that we've already know and love or use or whatever. Um, and they're just like an in a, like an, a, a new way of using that thing or a new way of looking at something. Mm, I think it's kind like of interesting. iteration sometimes. A little iteration, mm. exactly. Um, have you been feeling creative lately, Penny? Um, I have actually. Like last week I wrote a lot um, and that was really fun. Um, and I think basically uh, it got me thinking about creativity because it was all about the process. Like I kind of had to build this process that allowed me to write effectively um and so the the thing that I did was just like get up and not look at my phone at all like not scroll through social media not li oh, yeah. listen to any podcasts I didn't listen to anything our producer kit makes made this uh 10 hours of ambient wave music it's so good and I just listen yeah. to that like every day of the week because it's got no lyrics and it's just really good background music um, and I just sat down and wrote a lot. And um, I think writing creatively is like more of a blank page scenario. So you can make anything up and just put it down. But uh, yeah. But, so you're coming, but you're coming from a place of 
your experience and you're maybe telling a story that's maybe somewhat similar to yours or some yeah. a story that you know and you're kind of recreating it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have been a little last week, not so much this week. This week's been crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I'll get like, back to it. Exactly. And that's the thing. I think it's worth um, allowing yourself to uh, to do that, to have like a week where you're like, I'm really producing some stuff. And then a week where you're like, it's not happening. Embrace. Yeah. You know? But the, good, the, the main thing is like when it's, but you still have to write every day, like, because the reality is you're not going to be able to feel inspired every single day. Um, but you do have to sit down and write every day. And I always just say to myself, I just have to write a thousand words. And then often I get like much more than that. Um, But as long as I sit down and promise myself, and I also just use like various mechanisms to make sure that I'm sitting down and just quickly pretending like it's just something that I have to get ticked off my list. And then after that, it tends to flow a little bit more. But I mean, like the quality of the work is a problem, but but that's okay because you can go back and edit as long as you're just doing it. So actually on the back of that, Penny, I think this is the perfect opportunity to um, bring up James Clear's Steps to Creativity. This is really cool because what you just mentioned kind of comes up here, but I think he makes a really great point. He has these kind of five things that you need to sort of uh, do in order to kind of keep your creativity flowing. And um, step one, which I just love is give give yourself permission to create junk yes oh totally how good is that yes yeah. this is exactly yeah. what I was just saying like you've just got to yeah. you've got to make something and it can be crap and then you can fix it <laughs> totally totally um the second step is to create on a schedule which is something you also re- uh, just mentioned mm-hmm. so making sure that you're actually doing something regular you're regularly and you're like scheduling it into your day instead of making I think a lot of people think creativity is like when my creativity strikes I'll like dive on in but that's just not how it works it actually has to be something that is like regimented a hundred percent yeah. Uh, step three is to finish something. How do you feel about that? Very good as well. Yes. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to go back to step two because I think also um, with regards to the schedule, you might start figuring out that you're more creative in the morning or the afternoon or after lunch or before lunch or in the middle of the night. Like, And it's up to you to figure out when it feels most comfortable um, and schedule time around that sort of time slot. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what was number three? out for myself. Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, I don't know when I'm, I don't, like, I'm definitely productive in the morning, um, but I don't know if I'm most creative then. Like, I just don't know. Mm. So I have to work that out. Uh, step three is finish something. Finish something, yes. Just for yourself, just to prove that you can do it. <laughs> I think it's important because here's the thing. Um, this kind of leads into step four, but the thing about finishing something is that um, if you're working on something creative, usually you have in your brain an idea of what this thing is going to look like when you're done. Mm. And it's often very different from what it actually sort of turns out to be. So just the, like you could never be finished uh, like a piece of work, a piece of writing, or, you know, even like if we're talking like, you know, highly, you know, like a painting, for instance, right? You could, because because maybe it's never going to hit that, that, you know, that place that you're imagining that it will. Um, but just the idea of being like, I'm done, 
I've finished this and knowing that it's not necessarily the perfect, you know, exactly what you thought it was going to be. I think it's just so fulfilling. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's just like, oh, yeah. I think first of all, it gives you a sense of confidence that you can actually see something through and do all the work necessary. But then secondly, um, there's, I think it's Ira Glass or Malcolm Gladwell or someone like that. They said that um, basically like creativity is having a sense of taste like, um, about what you would like to create. You have a vision for what you want to create. And then there's years and years and years of developing the execution skills to get to that level where you're actually achieving your, you're able to execute on your vision and achieve that little level of taste. And I think that's really, when I heard that, I was like, oh my God, yes, that's so helpful because I have a, I have so many ideas about what I want to be able to do, but I can't do them. And then I get frustrated because, um, yeah. you know, it's, it's very hard. But uh, once you realize that it takes a long time to be able to actually you don't have the skills yet. So you have to like keep pushing yourself until you get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. And then, okay. Step four is I think kind of on the back of that, what we were just talking about is stop judging your own work. So yeah, like this was kind of interesting because the way he talks about this is like, you are always going to look at your work and see the flaws and see the things you did wrong and see the, you know, so be able to kind of step back, being able to step back and let others kind of enjoy your work and maybe even give you a little compliment and accepting that and not being the one to continue to, you know, judge it and be so harsh on yourself. And I mean, we're all our our toughest critics, right? That's like the usual. Um, but yeah, just stop judging yourself on your work um, and sort of just trying to reflect in how other people are perceiving and appreciating it, I think is, is a good one. Yeah. I love that one as well, because at some stage you are going to have to get feedback on your work. Um, yeah. And if you are trying to get it to a point where it's absolutely perfect, then you're never going to be able to hand it over and say, hey, Brittany, can you look at this for me? Um, and my advice there is to only get feedback from people that you respect and you like their work. Um, I found that in my... I like that, yeah. Yeah, like in my when I was doing my writing class last, last year and the year before, um, I found it really frustrating getting feedback from people whose work that I didn't like and didn't, <laughs> you know, like I'd be like, I don't care what you think about my pieces. Um, yeah. I only care what this, this, this person, this or this or this person um, thinks. So, uh, yeah, because the last thing you want is a dint in your confidence from someone who you don't really think makes good stuff totally. themselves. The problem here, though, also is I think that um, when you make something, um, you know, when you create something, there is this real sense of attachment, like personal attachment to that thing. Mm-hmm. And when someone doesn't even have to be someone that you, well, okay, when someone you especially respect and, you know, like, then criticizes it, it can be absolutely Painful. like devastating. Like I have a friend who literally like gave up, um, he is a painter and he gave up painting because someone he respected told him that uh, they didn't like his, you know, they thought that his work was, you know, subpar or this wasn't a very good whatever. And he stopped painting for like 
a couple of years because this person told him that. And it's like, that's absolutely, like, this is where you need to be able to, um, yeah, just like decipher. And also, I mean, I think the way that that person delivered the feedback was probably that's garbage, you know, though. That's not awful. feedback. That's just random, like, yeah. drive-by shooting criticism. <laughs> exactly, um, exactly. Yeah, so I, sure I you, guess, you, you, yeah, I guess I would definitely, like, ask the people to give you some constructive criticism instead of just being like, do you think this is good or not? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. a binary question. There's always something that can be worked on. And, like, pick those people wisely. Like, pick the people who you um, trust and stuff and pick them wisely. Sorry, is that my computer or yours? Oh, maybe it's mine. The WhatsApp sound must have been mine. Ah. (laughs) Um, Sorry. So, um, yeah, like, so so pick the people who you are going to present your work to. Pick them wisely and pick people who are um, respectful and Mm. believe in you, you know? Yeah. Because those are the people that will give you the best feedback for sure. For sure. Um, And also um, something we used to do in writing class was, like, you could ask some specific questions. So you could say, like, what do you think about this character? What do you think about that, you know, like get really specific yeah. so that if you feel like you're not necessarily ready to hear about the the whole thing or you don't really want to, because sometimes you, there are things you don't want to know. You're like, yeah, okay, I know this isn't perfect, um, yeah. but I, I'd love to know what you think of the transition from this to that and people can give, yeah, be specific about that. I love that. Like, yeah, like tell people what you want feedback on. Mm. Um, I think that's a really great thing. I think for so um, for stand up comedy, it's really really interesting because comedians absolutely hate. I mean, a lot of them, not all of them, uh, hate getting feedback, right? Mm. But the thing is, people are so eager when any anytime I feel like you do like a performance yeah. of any kind, people are very eager to give you feedback on your performance, unsolicited. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll come up to you and say, oh, you know, I really liked your set. You know what I thought would be really great is if you did this and that, whatever. And there's very few people uh, for me who I ask for feedback from mm. and um yeah, I just, I hate it when people just come up and offer their feedback um, without you asking for it. Yeah. It's the worst. I think because in stand-up comedy, um, you're actually performing to the audience. So it's, in a way, it seems like they're your customer. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so they're like, oh, well, I'm your customer, so I'll just let you know what I thought about that. (laughs) Yeah, client feedback. Yeah. Here it goes. Exactly. How about, uh, you're like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm just going to get a drink from the bar. And then you run (laughs) to the bar and just run straight out the front door. Yeah. (laughs) It is, I I almost want to make this like a PSA. Like, don't, like, you can come up to a comedian after the show and you can tell them that you really liked their set. Um, And actually any kind of performing, performing artist of any kind. Um, But you really, unless they blatantly ask you for feedback or if something specific, just don't, just don't go there. Don't do it. Yeah. Like it never ends well. Um, just a little PSA for people who watch stand-up comedy. Um, and then the last step, sorry, I'm, we were rambling on that one. The last step that good old James Clear says is the last step to creativity is to hold yourself accountable. Ooh. Do I, I know. To? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's, I mean, that one I feel like is kind of tied into all of them, but just to sort of, um, yeah. 
be, how do you feel about accountability buddies? It's never worked for me. Um, I've never tried it, um, but mm-hmm. I always recommend it because it seems like something that would work. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and I actually, I mean, I've, I guess I've had an accountability buddy in a different way. Like, uh, I guess my accountability buddy is deadlines and like um, yes. setting myself, yes. I, I set myself a lot of arbitrary deadlines um, and I tell people about them. So like, I've got a really good friend from my writing class and I'll be like, I'm going to send you this by Saturday. And she's like, okay. And she probably won't even read it. Um, that's great though. That's such, that's a good, really good one. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. It's also like, um, I do the same thing with signing up for shows. Mm. I'll just be like, yep, I agree to do a show. And I'm like, oh shit, I need to like prepare for that. I need to like write some new stuff. I need to write. But if you have this deadline, then you're really holding yourself accountable for that, I guess. Yeah. And I actually do it with clients too. I'm like, I will give this by tomorrow afternoon. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, if I don't tell, because they're like, oh, it can be next week. And I'm like, no, (laughs) if it's, if it's next week, I'll, I'll take forever to finish it. So it ain't going to happen. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I know. I like to get things done really like quickly. Like I like to be like, okay, I'm going to send that to you, blah, blah. And then, you know, whatever. Don't let it hang over your head. I hate having things hang over my head, I'll tell you, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's James Clear. I would very highly recommend that um, if that sounded interesting to you, you know, those kind of steps and stuff, he has this really great, um, uh, like, website. He also has, I am not subscribed to his, like, he has a one once a week, one article newsletter thing. So he'll write one article and send it out. Um, so definitely recommend that, checking it out if you were like interested in what we were just talking about. Um, yeah, I was thinking also another thing that uh, just in the recent days, I was saying, I think Kit asked me uh, like a couple weeks ago, you know, how I was doing or whatever. And I was like, well, I am completely unmotivated. I don't feel creative. I don't feel funny, um, but I am alive and healthy. <laughs> Woo, you know? So I, I'm just so curious how people are feeling creativity-wise in this time and place that we're in. You know, I'm curious if people are feeling less creative, more creative because of the constraints. Like, you know, I think it's kind of interesting, an interesting yeah. time. Um, I would say that uh, for the first couple of I guess like the first probably six weeks of quarantine or self-isolation, I was feeling like so profoundly unmotivated and uncreative. I couldn't even like watch a new movie. I had to watch a movie that I'd already seen Um, because I just couldn't, I don't know why, I just felt so, I I, I don't know, I I wasn't in a bad place. I was just like, I've got nothing. Um, And I think during that time I, I slowly started to, um, take in new stimulus. So like I was reading a lot, I've been reading a lot, um, and watching a lot of stuff and listening to a lot of stuff and just like the stimulus has been endless. And I actually think that now I'm at the point in this cycle where that stimulus is starting to turn into creativity. So if you're like really blocked creatively, sometimes a good thing to do is actually, you know, like maybe you, if you're a painter, maybe you need to go to an art gallery. If you're a writer, maybe you need to read some books. If you're, <laughs> because like I find that um, engaging with the craft actually really helps me creatively. Yeah. 
Yeah. I found it, it like I was just feeling so uncreative because for me, obvious, and for I guess probably a lot of people, um, I feel most creative when I'm like inspired. Mm. And inspiration for me comes from people, comes from places like traveling, going and seeing new places. But then I also realized it also comes from new experiences. So even though I'm not... I can't, you know, leave the house and go and do some crazy, you know, whatever. I don't know, crazy traveling or something. Um, I, I kind of like dove head first, and anybody who is on my Instagram knows, into like cooking and baking. Yeah. And I and I, it's not like it was like a new experience, but I created all of these things that I'd never created before. And I like, I would take a recipe and kind of tweak it and you know, do it kind of my, in my own way. And, um, and that started to really sort of create a bit of inspiration for me in, in something that I just wasn't expecting. So I think that often, you know, you have to just be a little bit open to trying some new things, um, even in the confines of what, you know, your situation is. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It is hard to yeah. get inspired inside your own apartment. <laughs> oh God, it totally is. Like, it's so funny. I'm just like, I'm constantly on this app for uh, like looking for new rental apartments. Cause I'm like, I need to get out of here. <laughs> like all I need is a new freaking home. You know, I can't look at this wall again, you know, and my kitchen is also my office. It's where I do yoga. It's where I talk to my friends. It's where I have a wine. It's literally all of the places so I'm getting a little bit sick of it oh yeah um so the last thing maybe that we could bring up is this delightful TED talk by Julie Burstein she is an author and a winner of what award was it Penny the Peabody Award the Peabody. I just find, I just find it cute. so fu- such a yeah. funny name. Sounds, sounds like something from Sherlock Holmes. Or yes, yeah. exactly. Peabody. So is it? Is it like a a British award? It does I kind of sound like it's just a it. global journalism. Uh, let me Google it. Oh, okay, a journalism right. award or a podcasting okay. award or something. Podcasting? No way. I don't think it's a podcasting award. No. Peabody? Peabody? It sounds award? like it. I'm pretty sure it came from a very long time ago. Oh. Like it sounds like it's been so around it's for a the, long time. It's the, uh, it's the, sorry. Um, it's an award to mm-hmm. honor the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. Oh, but so you're kind of right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, uh, yeah, I was, obviously. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, okay, cool. So that's Julie. So Julie does this really great TED Talk that we'll link in the show notes. And basically she says that there are these like kind of four things that you need in order to uh, feel creative. And um, I'm just going to list them really quickly and then we can talk about them um, if you feel so inclined, Penny. Uh-huh. Um, the first thing is you have to be able to experience the world around you. And she says that this is becoming very difficult because we're always on our phones, we're on the internet constantly, whereas you actually need to be able to experience experience it like firsthand and in that kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is that you need to face challenge and difficulty in mm. some way or another in order to feel that kind of inspiration and creativity. The third is you need to, which I thought this was really interesting and I liked this one a lot, you need to be pushing the limits. So 
challenging yourself, making sure you're not just staying comfortable with what you know how to do and can do. Um, That's something that I think is super important. And then the last one, which is a little sad, is um, to be able to kind of embrace loss and sort of use it as fuel Mm. to uh, unleash the creativity. Yeah, I feel like number two and number four there are kind of like... Similar. They're they're interesting. What was number two again? It was something about... um, Difficulty and challenge, like overcoming. Yeah. Okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to interpret that as like you are going to... For a lot of people, it's actually just difficult to find time to be creative um, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. to overcome like creative block and stuff after you've been working all day. Like... I think, I mean, like these days it's really hard to actually just carve out time to get that mental space. And that's why for me it has to happen in the morning before you start getting influenced by other voices and so on. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah, yeah, I guess that must be it. But embrace loss, okay. I know, right? So she says that like when you, um, you know, loss as in like, um, like anything, right? Like death or relationships mm-hmm. or whatever, but being able to kind of um, understand that loss is kind of a part of life mm-hmm. and something that you can kind of use um, in your creative yeah. ventures. Yeah. Okay. And I guess a lot of art is kind of processing those very profound emotions anyway. So, I mean, that made a lot of sense for me in terms of like stand up comedy. A lot of people. Um, turn to comedy for that very reason to like mm. deal with these really heavy emotions and mm. feelings around and often it's about loss yeah. um, you know and challenge so yeah it made a lot of sense to me and it was also just a really inspiring little talk you know mm. that, she, that she gave so she's a very good speaker I'm mm. always mesmerized by these TED talk speakers you know I think they really train them up I think they have to so remember too. your whole TED talk as well yeah, I mean, she didn't stutter not a once on any word. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like um, it. Just, something about it, though, also feels a little bit like when when these TED talks are happening, they feel a little bit like not quite fully like too prepared. Mm. You know, like not it's as like authentic okay, as you'd like. I'd love a bit of authenticity <laughs> in them, bad boys. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but enjoy it. It's in the it's linked in the show notes below, so you can mm. check below. I don't know below what, Brittany. Okay, yeah, I guess below the the description. Yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. <laughs> Great job. Thanks, Britt. You really carried us through that episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just such a flipping dork with all my steps and well, my, you know, love it checklists. Yeah, and, I, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, nothing's getting done these days for me, I have to say. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Sorry oh, if we're yeah. not giving, bringing all the pep to the pod. Um, yeah. we're trying hard. We're being authentic though. And I think that's really important as we learned after our last episode, exactly. you know, exactly. and people have said Penny that they really like it when we're like a little bit more negative, you know, we're being, yeah, <laughs> which is funny. Actually, I think it is about us being negative, but no, it's more about us being a little bit more upfront about, you know, like the reality of the. Of the situation Mm. and our situation. Wait, well, the situation sucks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) 
we'll hopefully record another podcast next week. We're really hopefully. struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we will definitely try. Um, and if yeah. we don't, we'll see you the week after. And we That's love you. exactly ya. right. That's, exactly. Yeah. Keep it, you know, we just, you, it'll be a nice surprise if next week you get another one. And if you don't, <laughs> there'll be another one coming. But it's just, it, it's, we're, we're, our creative process has slowed down a yes. little bit these, yes. these days, I have to say. Yes. Yeah. We, we apologize. But yeah. onwards and upwards, uh, you know, hope you guys leave and feel a little more creative than you felt when you started listening. Yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. Have a lovely week in the pandemic. And don't be a dick. dick. (laughs) Bye-bye.